AD. Yo. Have you cooled off, man? Me? Of, I, I'm no. 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 Still, no. Still, no. I'm going to bring that fire. St- <laughs> That's what we're here for, man, to bring that fire. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you're hearing us now, that's where we are. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Give us a review. Rate us. Let us know your thoughts, your true thoughts. I mean, you know, if, if, if there's something you don't like about the show, make sure uh, you let us know. Also, you can tweet us at rhaylock on Twitter, at rhaylock, H-A-Y-L-O-C-K, and at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter. A different set of birds are coming to uh-huh. town this weekend, and it will be the second meeting in three games between the Niners and the Cardinals. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Kyler Murray. We'll get into this uh, Cardinals and Niners game coming up on Sunday. We'll also talk a little bit about Kyle Shanahan and his work. What does he have to do? He's doing something he hasn't had to do all season long, and that's getting his team to bounce back from a loss. Yeah, they suffered a lot of ills. Uh, last year and in his first two seasons, but this is a little bit different. We'll discuss uh, the ramifications of Kyle Shanahan as well, and also the injury report. Um, George Kittle, will he or will he not be back? Ronald Blair out for the season with a a torn ACL. That's going to be huge for them coming in uh, to this game, but the Niners did sign someone earlier in the week uh, on that defensive line, so we'll get into that as well, but I think first, uh, I think we start with Kyle Shanahan. And to me, we both had him as our midseason coach of the year. Uh-huh. Um, Niners were undefeated at the time. I think the job that he's done has been phenomenal with this team, but he's, he's, he's entering a territory in which he hasn't been before, right? We, it, it's funny. We had, we had Mike Schumann on, on the show. Uh, actually, ironically, it was right before the Cardinals game. And, and he talked yeah. about how, how Kyle is maturing into a head coach, right? The, the, the first year or so. You know, he, he couldn't help but to keep looking at his play card, right? Now he's being more of a manager uh, of personalities, more of a manager of, of the locker room. Yeah. And this is a pivotal moment right here for the 49ers because, yeah, it was all good just a week ago. You're 8-0, last undefeated team in the NFL, but you lost a very important game to the Seahawks. Important because now – your lead in the NFC West is only a half a game. You have a Cardinals team that has increasingly been improving. Um, I know they're going to come into Levi's extremely confident because they feel like on a Thursday night, it may have been one that they let get away. Uh, we talked about Thursday and just the ramifications of playing on a Thursday night and what that can be uh, and how it's not necessarily a true barometer. But this is a team that you don't want to sleep on, and obviously we've seen this team not – not sleep on teams so far this year, but we have not seen them come back after a loss. Um, how do you pick up these guys? How do you pick up the morale? How do you get them ready to go for a Cardinals team that's going to come out here and be ready to give you all that they have uh, on, on Sunday? Uh, easy. Uh, the game that you lost and the way you lost is not one that's demoralizing. It's one that angers you. So, because, so you take that anger, you take that energy, and you just flip it into the work week. It's funny. Did you, you? It's funny you say anger because. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? Did you? So, go back to the Seahawks game, right? Okay. M- McLaughlin missed that field goal. Uh huh. 
And did you see uh, D. Buck, DeForest Buckner? Did you see his reaction? No, I didn't. Okay, I didn't. So the the camera Wait, was he happy? He wasn't happy. It was. It was. It, it was, shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been. Obviously, it was a a a look of both shock and somewhat disgust. I hate you. Yes. Um, it was a look of I hate as you. As he he looked at yeah. the kicker and then he looked right back towards the sideline, which is the direction that the camera was uh-huh. pointed. But it was like this yes. huge. I've been there. Sigh. I hate you. In yeah. a look of disbelief as well. And it's funny that you say it because that image has been vivid. Yes. In yes. my mind all week long, ever, ever because since. Because you game. do your job, and it's like, okay, now I need you to go do your job. Okay. I, I've done mine to get us in position. I've been fighting all night long to get us in position to where now you make this play, we we win the game. So it's always accumulation of everything. You what I always say the only the way you bring relevance to the previous play, the previous. Um, game is the next play what you do the next game so all of those things if you've done it has it's an accumulation of moments to get you to the point of that play and that's the play that's going to win the game do it so yes that was a look of hate but now you got to let it go because you have to focus and go do your job but yeah so how do you let that go you well that's it you you because you have a job to do and there's nothing you can do about that moment what did i just say about it's all about the next play that's the only you validate everything that you've done the next play. The Niners validate their record with the next game. Uh, to show, okay, you are a good team. You lost a game. You're still a good team, and you go out and you play it. They performed in this game like a good team. But the way you get through this week, it's easy for the coaching staff. The guys played well. So this is this is how you can look at it. One unit I think played extremely well, even under. Uh, some dire um, situations. Defensively, you had the short field. You still had an opportunity uh, to make some plays, but you didn't. At the end of the day, you allowed a team to score too many points. I said before, you, this this team can't let this. The, the Niners aren't supposed to let a team score three times. That's just not supposed to happen. This and when you and if they do that, they will win. It's that simple. They, 24 points should win the game. With this defense, 24 points should be enough to win a game for you. So defensively, even though you did some good things in this game, you're going to be angered by the fact that you didn't do that, that you didn't stop the team from crossing the goal line on those occasions that you had a chance to. That's number one. You take that anger. You take that desire to get better at that into the next week. Offensively, drop balls, poor throws, um, you know, fumbles, missed opportunities, not capitalizing, as you said, you know, earlier in the week, not capitalizing on the turnovers that the defense was giving you. You take that into the week. So I'm saying this is an easy week for a coaching staff because it's not one of those where it was demoralizing and, and all these things. You, you sit here and you look at it. It's right there in front of everyone. It was all exposed. It wasn't. It wasn't the little things. You know what I mean. To where you, where you're like, it's a hand placement here or a penalty there, or you know, mental error here. Or this is like physical stuff that you have to get better. That everyone saw you do. Um, you have to fix. You know, it's it's really simple going into this going into this week. So I, that's one thing that I feel good about with this team moving forward. And you get a team coming in that you won't fall asleep on because of the way you played them just a few days ago. 
what you had to go through, the fight that you were in, you will, you will be expecting and prepared for that fight. Sherm was upset after that game because yeah. of the explosive plays that were given up. Mm-hmm. And you know, my counter to that was, I mean, it's a Thursday night. Cal Shanahan, he backed it up by saying, look, wait, I know my team – there's a lot of tired legs out there. You know, it was it was very uncustomary to give up, you know, those yeah. types of plays. Sherm not letting his foot off the gas, though. Obviously, a point to prove, a point to pound into his guys inside that locker room. But Kyle Shanahan taking a, a, much, more, a, a much more realistic approach. Um, he did something earlier this week that I thought was very stern, especially for Kyle Shanahan. He's a guy – not – not really emotional. You never see him really get too uh-huh. high, get too low, always kind of the same. And, and, and so maybe that helps him get his message inside the locker room because he's, he's very, I don't want to say stoic. I mean, he, the guy is, is pretty funny if you listen to him. Um, he, he, he is pretty humorous. But he, he issued a, a pretty stern message to Dante Pettis. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the week. And, and this is something that we talked about earlier in the year. And then he had that that touchdown catch against the Steelers and it kind of went away a little Uh bit, but we really haven't seen him take, you know, that next step. And I don't want to say of all the guys, Kyle pointed him out, but I think he definitely sent a very, a very stern message to Dante. And and now we're at this point to where, I mean, this guy has to start, he has to start showing up. Well, you know, like, like, like how, how does, how how does how does that resonate with him? Uh, with Dante? With Dante? Uh, well, if I'm Dante, I'm upset. Number one, uh, because if you have something to say to me, I, I and and I don't think Kyle should do that. I don't think any coach should do that. Don't talk. What player? What player is given a pass if he's talking through the press, talking to the press, to his coaches? You think Kyle shouldn't have done that? No, Kyle should not have done that. If you have a problem with Dante I don't think Pettis, it's the first time. But it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the eighth time, if it's the tenth time. If you have a problem with the player, then you talk to the player on the practice field, in the meeting room, in your office. You don't talk to the player, the player at the podium. You don't talk to the player. You don't talk. You don't talk about this player. If if you want to talk about the good and the bad of something, you want to talk about and. and the good and bad of the game and things like that. But if you want to talk about a player's individual performance if, or lack thereof or something like that, I, I don't think you should, you should do that. You, you think you, these you, conversations that they, they have had in private before? And they should remain private. It's one thing if you're talking about something related to the game. When you're talking about a guy's overall play, it's one thing if you if you want to say well well you know what we need him to make that catch in that situation that's one thing when you start saying well you know what we've been giving this guy's op- opportunities and he's got to play better and get do more with his opportunities and all those things have that conversation with him I, that's that's what I think because if if Pettis gets in front of a microphone today and they say what do you think about the comments that Kyle Shanahan made. And if you say, well, I've been talking to Kyle, and I told Kyle I'm better in these situations. You've seen me perform in this situation. He needs to throw the ball to me in X, and he needs to throw the ball to me in Y. And if he does it in Z, then this would happen. Everyone would say that Pettis shouldn't be running his mouth that way. It's the exact same thing Kyle did. Here's what Kyle said. This is from The Athletic. 
said this earlier this week. He was asked about Dante Pettis and, and expressed some of his disappointment. He said, quote, he's had a number of opportunities, and I'm one of the guys who believe in him the most. That's why he's here. He's had his opportunities. The more he doesn't take advantage of his opportunities, the less opportunities he gets, unquote. And then he's, he also went on to say, I don't think he took advantage of them. We'll see how this week goes. Dante has the ability, but we're waiting for him to pick it up and have the consistency and take advantage of some of these opportunities he's gotten. That too much? Have the conversations with the guy. That's all I say. That's all I say. Uh, it, it's it's all in how the question is posed to you, and I just say have a conversation with the with the player. I don't think you need to get into a guy not when you. It's too much when you start talking about a guy not taking advantage of his opportunities. And he's what getting, if it's true? Well, if it's I think, say, I think you and I say know it's it, true. Say it to him, I, but I'm saying you say that to him because you don't want that player to get up there and saying, "Well, no, they're not giving me opportunities. They have me doing things that I told them that I'm not good at." They have me do. You don't want the player. To, you don't want it to turn into one of those. That's what I'm saying. Don't talk to the player through the press. That, that's 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 you don't need to do that. Talk about the game. Talk, talk about the game. Talk, talk about I, – I, it's one thing. Like I say, I, it's, it's okay to say we need these guys to catch those balls like in Monday night. You, you, you have to catch those balls. But when you start talking about this guy's opportunities are disappearing because he hasn't taken advantage of his opportunities, it's like, so now I'm thinking, Coach, so you're saying I'm not playing well. You're getting ready to cut me? Well, well, to go you, back to your point, you made we were talking about we had this elaborate discussion about the kicker right earlier this week, right? It's his job, right? Yeah. It's Dante Pettis' job to it's go not, out there and, Cal, make, and make catches. But, but no, but it's not Cal's job to get up there and say that I don't think he's taking advantage of his opportunities. I don't know how many opportunities he's been given. I don't know what's going on. I know that he hasn't made. I don't know he made some plays. I'm saying as the reporter, I don't know. What, how the game plan is set and how it's structured and what's been happening and what's going on. I don't know his health. I don't know anything. What I do know is that you just told me you don't think he's playing well. Um, you've been cutting down his opportunities, uh, and you're probably going to cut down his opportunities some more, some more. That's the way you get a disgruntled player. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that's, that's the way you handle it. Well, I, I, think, I think we've seen it. I think we've talked about it here on this podcast on, on multiple occasions. Uh-huh. Uh, we've seen the, the opportunities that, he got, that he's gotten, the opportunities that he wasn't getting earlier in the year as well. You go all the way back to Tampa where, you know, he wasn't getting as many snaps. Um, I mean, even Brandon, the owner of the coffee shop here, yeah. uh, you know, he prior to us coming here and, and him opening up his doors to us, one of the main things he talked about, and, and he's a big-time 49ers yeah. fan. That's part of the reason why we're here. One of the things that he talked about was, what in the world is going on with Dante Pettis? But, but so no, but he he's he's your standard 49ers fan. He knows. But but they no, let me say this. Debo Samuel. I think that was a message sent. I get all of that. I, I get all of that. And so let me say this. I, I get all of it. It's obvious. I can see if someone's not making plays, they're not making plays. The ball's not going to come to you. I used to tell young receivers that that would complain about not getting enough balls. I was like, catch the ones that come to you. Don't worry about the ones that aren't. If you catch the ones that come to you, you'll get more. That's what Kyle's saying. I don't have a problem with with that. It's not a question of whether we know it to be true or not. What you were discussing with me now, I thought, is whether or not Kyle Shanahan should be saying that to the press. That's all I'm saying. Say it to the player. 
If you have an issue with the player, say it to the player. Don't say it to the press. You don't need to talk about him or talk to him through the press. You don't, you, Dante, do you think it's going to make Dante Pettis play harder by hearing his coach or, or reading or seeing on Twitter that, or on Instagram that his coach is saying, well, uh, he's not taking advantage of his opportunities and his opportunities are going to dwindle because he's not taking care of his opportunities. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Dante. Well, you know what? If, if, you're the, if you're my biggest fan, why don't you call me upstairs and not put me on blast in front of everybody? <laughs> okay? You know I'm working hard. You know I'm trying to do If you believe all of those things, then okay, then stay here. But don't, don't, don't tell me you're my biggest fan while you, just put, while you just call me out in front of the nation, in front of the world. So th- that's what I'm saying. Don't do that. that that's, that's, that's it. He's the head coach. Obviously, he's evaluating everything that everyone's done. Obviously, you've looked at the, the growth of Pettis, and people want more from him. It's apparent that his coach wants more for, from him. Fans want more from him. I'm not, I'm not trying to deny any of that. I'm, in no way. All I'm saying is that I just think that that's, being, that's a mishandle by the coaching staff. There's no reason to do that. I, I don't think there's any benefit. I don't think anyone gains any benefit by talking through the pre- through the press to a player. I, just, I don't think any coach does. I think that takes me back to my beginning point was how does Kyle Shanahan handle this week coming off of a loss? Now, this is something that you don't agree with, and there could probably be other players inside that locker room right now that don't agree with this as well. Um, you know, is this something that could have that type of effect on a team? Hearing the head coach kind of talk about a guy a certain way, realizing like, whoa, like, I mean, that could be me he's up there talking about. Uh, uh, well, yes and no, because a lot of it depends on. The, like, could know. he lose all the the cachet he's built up? Because these guys love him by all reports, right? Could, could he lose some of the cachet he's built up with these guys by making comments like this? Uh, uh, well, first of all, it depends on the guy he's saying it about. And, and, and I'm going to say no, he won't build, lose all of it because it's a one-time thing, number one. It's not, it's not a common thing that he does. Uh, and he, it may never happen again. Uh, and so veteran guys will see that and look at it. And then it's, and then it's one of those things that, that we are, have discussed. You want to see more out of this particular player. Teammates want to see more out of this particular player. Dante wants more out of himself. No player wants to fail. No player wants to um, um, not be the guy, not succeed, not make the plays to help his team win. No one wants to do that. Uh, and, 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 and as a teammate, you want to see your teammate perform. You want to see them make plays. Uh, so that, that's, it's not something that's going to um, tear the team down because it's not that serious. I'm saying it's really not that serious. This isn't something that's going to. This isn't something that's going to make everyone in the locker room mad and hate the coach and everything. Because first of all, what the coach is doing is it's working. They're winning. So that that right there, that the cachet is built up by that. The plan that you have put out in front of us, I see that it works. I'm sitting here eight and one, so I'm going to keep listening to you. The thing about it is that I'm just talking about for that particular player. I just don't think that's how you get the best out of a player. Call if you want if you want something about the player, call him upstairs. I've had to go to the principal's office before. I've had to go to the principal's office when I didn't even think it was my fault. 
I told there were you, times he went. It wasn't your I, fault. I, I, yeah. told, I told George you. George Seifert George Seifert called me up and said, if anything goes wrong with the secondary. It's your fault. It's my fault. Not if you play bad. If anything goes wrong in the secondary, I'm sitting you down. And you know what? So now, he could have said that on the podium, but he didn't. So a 49er fan actually just walked into the coffee shop right now. He's wearing a 49er hat. You think we should ask him? Ask him what? About Dante Pettis. What 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 he thinks? This is live radio here, folks. I don't I said, really. I'm, I'm about to say I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say no on that one because you you. Oh you oh you live a little, Eric. I, I, I'm not. I, well, let's I see have, if, if I can get his attention. I have no problem. You can ask him whatever. I'm just saying, just be prepared. You may not right. get what you want. He just he just he just he just walked out. He just walked out. We missed it. We missed our golden opportunity. Well, there will be there will be many others. Yeah, <laughs> many others. Because they're always coming in and out of here. So, the um, so Niners team that is banged up. Oh, but you know what? Before we get off of that, and Kyle, I, like I said, it's not that serious. It, it's it's really not. I, I'm just I'm just saying that's just one of those little things that that coach speak. I just feel like it's me- message like. sent. Um, but but I'm saying send that message to the person. It's 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 one of those things. Like, have you ever heard a coach? Have you ever heard a coach after a game, after a loss, and the coach will get up there and say, you know what? When they say, like, what happened? And the coach starts off by saying, you know, we had a good game plan. Um, you know what, guys put, guys put in a hard week of work. Uh, we just didn't get out there and execute today, and things went wrong. Have you ever heard a coach say that? I've heard a coach Do say you that. Know what that co- See, that's coach speak. You know what that coach just stood up there and said? It's, 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 it's on the players. This, it's not on us. This coach just sat up there and said, I, we told them what to do. We worked hard all week long. We gave them a plan, and, they and, didn't do and it. these dudes didn't go out there and yeah. do. And they wouldn't go out there and do what we told them to do. If they just do what we tell them to do, they'd win. That's what he just got up there and said. That's what he. Yeah. That's so, so it's one thing how, what they're saying and what a player hears, and that's what I'm saying. When you hear something, was like your opportunity. I've been giving you because what, what I heard him tell Dante is that I've been giving you a chance. I'm kind of getting tired of giving you a chance. Um, but I'm on your side. I want you to know I'm on your side. <laughs> but I don't know how many more chances I'm going to give you. Maybe it's Lynch. So just tell me. Maybe it's John Lynch. Okay, then John Lynch, call him upstairs. Call him to the principal's office. That's all I'm saying. That, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I just, I just, I'm not saying the message is wrong. You have to send that message out. If you're, if you're, I, if your best is not good enough, I need somebody better than you. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying... How, how the message is delivered matters. I I agree with you in a sense that I'm not a fan of coaches that go up there and they throw their players under the bus, they throw the team under the bus, it's never their fault, things of that nature. Um, I don't see this as something that Kyle is doing. Me either. I, I don't know that I have a particular problem with this. I, I think that it's obvious. Look, look, it's I, out there. I, you it's see, known. I don't have the same passion that I had when I was talking about the Monday night game. You see, because like I said, I don't think it's that big a deal. I'm just saying I just I don't like that. That's one of the things I say. It's a slight misstep. And, and when you ask me, is it something that's going to blow up a locker room? No, no, it's not that big a deal. It's really not. And it may never happen again because it's it's it's, it's a particular player related. You know, it's, it's not like it's this rash thing that, that happens all the time. It's someone that I do believe that he is on his side. It's someone that I do believe that he's fighting for. It's someone that he brought in that he wants to see succeed. I'm just saying 
say all of that to him. You know what I mean? Just say it all to him. Don't don't. There's no reason to say that to the reporters. So let's take a look at these injuries, and there are a lot of them. Uh, Matt Breida, he left the game on Monday with an ankle injury. Uh-huh. He's day to day. Emmanuel Sanders may be a game time decision. Um, as of the recording of this podcast, he left the game with a rib injury on Monday night. DJ Jones al- also left the game. Uh, with a groin injury, he will not play against the Cardinals. Not sure how much longer he'll miss. Uh, Joe Staley, uh, pretty much up got in the, the air finger. with Staley. He's got yeah, he just came back from from the broken leg, and now he's got a, a dislocated finger. Uh, Aziz Al Shair left the game in the third quarter. He's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you had Kittle and Robbie Gold. Gold could be a, a, a game time decision. He could be able to go against. Uh, the Cardinals. I know you want Robbie to play. <laughs> I, I I like Robbie Gold. I, I, I like uh, I, I, George. Kittle. I like him as much as I like any kicker. Well, that's not really saying much, Ed. No, I, I mean I like kickers that that make kicks. I do. I like <laughs> them when they make kicks. George Kittle should be a go against the Cardinals. Kilo Weatherspoon, and we talked about him last uh-huh. week. He was practicing. Uh, I thought it was unlikely that he would play. There were some reports out there saying that he would play, but he did not play on Monday night. And he's, I also like the, the comment that um, that Shanahan made about it about him coming he's, back. He's gonna have to get his job back. Well, no, he he said he came. He said if he comes back and he shows that he's healthy in the week that he has his job back, that it's his job that he was playing at a level when he got injured, um, that, that he had earned his job and that he will have his job back. Give him his job back. That yeah. he has his job back, which is which, which is. You know, it's, it's okay. I don't have a problem with that. He didn't lose his job to play. He lost his job to injury, and if he's healthy, just go. And what has happened is that you have learned that you also have other guys that can play. That's the great thing about it. The team got better. Uh, also, Jalen Hurd, Ricky White receiver, who was placed on IR. Um, he could come back, but they he still hadn't practiced. So Kyle Shanahan waiting on him to practice. Um, and so with that, uh, we talked about DJ Jones. We talked about uh, Ronald Blair also. Yeah, he's out for the year. That's with, a big one. That's a big one. Um, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. So uh, Demontre Moore signed to a one-year deal after they placed Ronald Blair on injured reserve. Um, and then also, uh, of course, um, uh, uh, Quan Quan Alexander. Yeah. Uh, who didn't play last week, but of course he's out for the year too with that with that uh, pec injury. The heartbeat. Um, that's, that's the, he brings the juice. That's the juice right there. Yeah. So I, I I think some of that I think some of that was missing on on the on the three scores on the short field. I do believe that as as well as that as they played and they performed, I, I think some of that missing juice right there allowed some of that to happen. I really do. So you look at all these injuries and. Um, especially on the D-line. We talked about how this defensive mm-hmm. line had so much depth. Um, and now that depth is, is being challenged. It's being uh-huh. tested. You lost a couple guys in Blair and Jones, um, outside guys. And, and so with uh, D-Buck, Solomon, these are guys that can be kind of interchangeable. They can play inside mm-hmm. and outside. Uh, Kyle Shanahan saying that you know he, he, will pro- he will probably go to that. He'll probably play some of those guys. They just signed uh, Demontre uh, Moore as well. Um, to a one-year deal, but th- this team is going to be be challenged against this Arizona Cardinals team, who is going to come in with a bunch of injury. Let's talk a little bit, switch things over now to Kyler Murray. And um, the first meeting on Halloween, um, he played 
well for the most part, you know, and, and, and he, he sparked a narrative that this 49ers defense, as good as it is, can't handle uh, you know, running quarterbacks or mobile quarterbacks. No one right? can. Exactly. We no talked about can. we talked they about that last plays. week. Yeah. But they did make some explosive plays. Um you that, gotta, can, that can be corrected. You, you, you got you got to see that on Sunday, right? I, I, how do you go about correcting those things? To me, I, I mean, I go back to the whole Thursday night thing. Like it was a Thursday night game. Things are going to happen. Oh, well, they had they had the one big explosive but, play. But the Cardinals are going to have that confidence though, and they're going to feel like they're going to be able to do it well, again. Well, the Cardinals always play the 49ers like it's the Super Bowl. They're the standard as far as they they, they the the 49ers. Whether the Cardinals want to admit it or not, they are. That's who they want to be. That's the organization that they want to be. Not the Seahawks. They want to be the 49ers. They want those five pieces of furniture. They, they want that. They, and so they always play hard. It matters to everyone from the Bidwells down and everybody involved. They want to beat the 49ers. So, yes, they put a lot of emphasis into this game, and they're going to come in and do it. But it still doesn't matter. The Niners are better, and they're going to beat them. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's tough. It's like the, the like the last one. The Cardinals always play the Niners just hard enough to lose. So the, the big plays can be taken away. Will Kyler Murray make some plays? Yes, he's good. He's a good young quarterback. He can move. He can extend plays. Those things are going to happen. Um, with some of the things that are happening with the D-line, I don't feel as bad because what I've seen, and it was one of my three things earlier in the week that I learned from that Seattle game, is that the secondary – has improved and their play and and the individual players and playmakers that they have back there gives them an opportunity to play defense in a different manner. It's not all on that front making plays. They can make plays on the back end as well. You're this is the type of game where you have to hold up longer and make plays just like Russell did. And the trick is to not let those get behind you when he's scrambling and extending plays and things like that. Don't get frustrated with it. He's going to make a play or two. Um, but I'm not concerned that Kyler is going to come in and rip this this um, team apart. I, I, I'm not worried about that. He's not going to come in and be Russell Wilson. Um, will he make some plays? Yes, he's going to make plays because he's athletic enough, he's smart enough, he stays calm enough, he understands what he's doing within his offense well enough uh, to where he's going to be able to make some plays. So uh, explosive plays. That right there, that's something that rarely happens with this defense. I mean, you think about it, the game that they lost, they didn't have explosive plays. So I don't expect to see those uh, Sunday as well. Do you believe in trap games? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. If It can't be a trap game. You weren't surprised by it. It's not a pop quiz. You knew it was on your, you knew it was on your schedule. And I know people talk about, uh, well, you know, you start focusing on another team and another game. It's like, no, you either perform or you don't. Um, you're, you're tired, and you can, like that Thursday night game, maybe you're tired, maybe you're injured, maybe you're, you're short some players, things like that. But it's not a trap game. It, it's You've known all year it was on your schedule. The, the coaches have scouted for it. Um, everything has been done. You've watched the film. So I don't know. I, I, I don't believe in that. I don't. Not, not for a professional. No way. I think there's a such thing as a trap game. I think this could be labeled as one. Um, I, I don't know that we've seen this team buy into that so far this season, but I will say even more beyond that, it's a very important game. What's your definition of a trap game? 
Well, I think it's one of those games where I think it's a true definition of, of, of a trap game. When you look at it, it it's, it's right in the middle of uh, two big-time opponents. You had the Seahawks on one end. Uh, you got the Packers on the other end. And even more so than that, after this Cardinals game, you got this tough three-game stretch that you have to take on uh, as well. And so I think, especially coming after that loss, you're like, I'm sure those guys want to get back after it. They want to get back on the field. They, they want to get back in the winning column. But you see what's ahead. Um, and, and that's the and, Cardinals. Yeah, but you even beyond the Cardinals, I, I think you've always seen that. See, that, see, that's that's my point. I, I get what you're saying. And that's why I just want to jump in right here. I get what you're saying. Okay, so you knew you had this, you knew you had Seattle at home. You know that the Packers are afterwards, um, and you're like you're seeing that tough schedule. It did. Uh, they didn't just get the schedule. It's not like they give it to you month to month or week to week. You already knew. But in the NFL, was. they kind of do. No, 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 no. Because no. this schedule looks a whole lot different now no. than it did when we first started this but, podcast but, back in September. But it's the but it's the exact same guys that you knew you had to play. There is nothing different about it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not like it's a surprise to you. The the schedule doesn't look any different. Now, what happened, the perception of those games is different. Why? Because the meaning of those games has been magnified because of what you've done. What I always say, the relevance of your last game is based – of your next game is based on your last few. That's, that's That's where it is now. Those games carry so much more weight. Now, because of what the Niners have done with the first nine games. But they knew that they were there. They knew that this game was coming up. And you're professionals. It is your job to be prepared. That's, that's what I'm, High school, okay, maybe even college because you're still dealing with teenagers, okay? You're dealing with professionals. There's, there's no – so that's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big NBA it's, guy. It's like, I, I see it happen all the time in the NBA. Well, NBA guys don't play as hard as football players. It's different. <laughs> it's different. And I've said that. i got a lot of guys that play in the NBA, a lot of friends. And they don't. And they'll tell you. They will tell you that, that they don't play hard for 82 guys. I've, ha- I've had too many of them admit to me, no, I'm not playing hard all the time. I'm not running up and down the floor hard the entire game because I know I don't have to. They, they don't. They, they simply don't. Football is not based that way. You have 16 games. You know what's coming up. You know what's going to happen. And, and it's, it's, there are some things that just can't happen in pro ball. Trap game is one of them. In pro football, I'm going to say this. Trap game is one of them. The other thing is running up the score. I when think, people are like, I think, you, you can't run up the score in a professional game. I think games right before a bye could be a trap game at times. No, sometimes. it's not a bye. It's not a trap game. It, if you are a bad team that's not focused, you can lose that game. If you're not focused, you can lose the game. You, you, can, you can go – you can – Walk at any point, walk into a game, and if you're not prepared, you're not going to play well. That happens. But now to say it's a trap game because of the, where it is on the schedule, you know that you have to play this. How can a divisional opponent, when you know that, so think about it, the, you know the importance of winning your games in your division. If the Niners lose to the Cardinals, they are no longer first place in their division. Exactly. So how could that possibly be a trap game? You know the importance of winning this game. You lose your lead in your division. You lose your opportunity to, to get that ticket to the playoffs. It can't be a trap game. There's no way you don't understand that. That's, that's, that's the difference. And I think, I think that's why this game is so important because, as you just mentioned, you lose this game, you're out of first place. Yeah. Right? You only got to have a game lead over Seattle. Um, and, and then this gauntlet starts. You have Green Bay at home, which 
the perception of that game has most definitely changed because it got flexed from a, a Sunday afternoon game to now the Sunday night game on NBC, which is which is the prime they prime position Bay. in, in, all, of it, in all of the Green NFL. Bay. Yeah. Green Bay uh, doesn't match up well against them. And then you go at Baltimore, and then you go tough to New Orleans. Right? That's a tough one. So you got bang, 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 three ridiculously uh, hard games for those opponents. <laughs> See, it's amazing. Perception is so funny. You're sitting here, and you are sitting here on Believe in 49th podcast, and you're sitting here like the Niners have such a hard those road Those are three ahead. division leaders. That, that, those, guess what? They're three division leaders. That have to play a division, Another division leader. leader. Okay. Yeah, so, why, so why is two it? Two of those games are on the road. So, and so we I sat here and talked on this so podcast why, about how tough the Superdome so is to how, play. How but, hard is to go? And, and it is to I go said, down there in the booth. What I said, how that used to be a rivalry. And I said it's all tough. I said it's tough, but I also said that I'm not looking at it like, oh my goodness, they have to play them. Those guys have to play the Niners. The Niners are a good football team, and there's no reason. So now back to the like, we can get started. This is, do I think this is a trap game? No, they know the importance. It's a division game. They're not gonna. They're not going to fall asleep on it. I don't think the players will allow it. I don't think the coaching staff will allow it. Those other games that come up after that, they'll be ready. They are the same. They are the same good team. They will be ready. They will be prepared. I'm, I, I that part of it, I'm not worried about. Green Bay has to come and play in Levi. They do. I'm, if if it was if it had been flexed in Green Bay. Then I'd be worried. Well, I, I, I I'm a little <laughs> a night su- game in Green Bay right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little surprised at that one. I thought they would flex the Baltimore game. Um, at at Baltimore, I'm not sure how many primetime games they played. I don't know if that and I came wonder, into yeah, who's national game because you, you only week, get because you only get five. Well, it depends on whose national game that is because yeah, a lot of a lot of the times uh, you know you they, can, they don't want to give it up. CBS yeah. may not have wanted to give it up. Yeah, you can you can protect them sometimes. Yeah. Um. But that that's the game that I thought I figured one of those three games would be would get flexed. And if I had a bet, I'm not a betting man, but if I if I if I had if I had one, I would have placed a bet on the Ravens game just because you're you're looking at it, you know, a Super Bowl preview potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you even go back to the Hardball Bowl, the Super Bowl rematch if you want. I'm sure you know nationally they'll dig up all that stuff and, and, and sell it. Um, you know the, the way they want to, but I thought it would be that game. But you, you do get Packers and and Niners. There's always the, the Aaron Rodgers coming game. home, and the Niners should have drafted yeah, him, and yeah, and all the, all I, of that. I was in that boat too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know why you didn't get drafted? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's really simple. It's really simple. It, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of things about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Through through, through the years, uh, give me some keys. Give me some keys. Give me some keys for this team, not specifically against the Cardinals, because I don't think this game is so much about the Cardinals. I think this game is a lot about the 49ers this is, um, yeah. on, on, on Sunday. Um, I, like, I, I don't – the opponent could be anybody. This is a different situation. This is a different beast. This is something that they are encountering for the first time all season in, in a sense where they're having to step back onto the field following a loss. Um, give me give me a couple of keys on how they're able to do that and do it effectively on Sunday. It's it's this is one of those deals where you just stick to the script. You do what you've done. Um, what the plan that they've had running the ball uh, offensively, running the ball, um, having your passes come off of your run action, uh, doing control type passing, and then set up your big 
your your big play shots down the field, you know, throughout your drives. That's been effective. Go right back to it. It it was there versus Seattle. You just dropped balls. You 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 didn't make the plays when you had an opportunity to. You you know, threw bad passes or tip balls or things like that. So get back to the run. Offensive line, let's hope some of the rust is it's knocked since you got a new group of guys there really. Old group but new group playing together you've brought in you've brought in injured players so get back to establishing the run the script that you've been doing all year long that's what you do offensively you get back to what what you were doing it's not broken you lost a game your plan's not broken defensively continue to get after the quarterback continue uh, to play your coverage the way you've been doing it um, harass the quarterback make them uh, uncomfortable Continue to make the plays and, and understand the importance of getting off the field third down um, and continue to do what they've been doing and, and creating those turnovers for your offense, giving them extra opportunities. Stick to the script. There's nothing to change. It works. You're 8-1. and one. You've had nine opportunities. You're 8-1. and one. And that plan had you in position to win your ninth game. So it's not like someone has figured out. It's not like looking at the Rams and they figured out how to stop that Rams offense. The Rams have to erase the entire board and start over right now. They're in trouble. Well, well, because everyone, Belichick showed everyone what you can do, and the rest of the league has studied, and they're like, oh, he was correct. And everybody's doing, everyone has figured out this is how you can slow down this offense, and it's causing them problems. That's not the case. The, the Niners, for, their, their formula had them in position to win number nine. You were, you were one missed kick away or a short throw from Jimmy in overtime away. Either one you want to pick, you had an opportunity to win that game. So that, that, that's, that's my, my, my thing is stick to the script. There, there is no reason. If, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, if I'm Robert Sala, I am walking up and telling guys, like, guys, here we go. Let's do it. Nothing to change. Here's our game plan. We just played these guys a couple of weeks ago. And guess what? That game plan worked. We're going to change very little. We know what they're going to do. They haven't had time to change a whole lot. You know, we've played one game since then. We haven't changed a whole lot. Stick to the script. Cardinals and the 49ers played on Halloween. That was the eighth win of the season for the Niners. Uh, they won that one by 380 or 28 to 25. Uh, Cardinals coming off a loss at Tampa last week. They lost 30 to 27 and uh, went down there, played them pretty tough, actually. Played the Bucks pretty tough, but came away with a three point loss. So we'll see. First time Niners are going to have to do this all season long, uh, bounce back after a loss. Uh, time to regroup for the Niners and, uh, and see if they put one together back at home in front of the faithful at Levi's. Um, Really interested to see how how they perform during this game. I I am. This is not necessarily win or loss in doubt, but really just interested to see just the mindset, the focus, um, how they come back, how they respond from this. I don't see it being an issue. I don't see it being an issue. they're a good team. They know they're a good team. They've been playing good ball. They played good ball the other night. They lost to a good team. It's, I, I, I think I said it to you when I said the Niners are going to eventually lose, and I said, but it won't be to a bad team. 
Yeah, we, we, yeah. we said that every week. Yeah. And I don't think yeah, either you or I were surprised that they lost the game they on Monday yeah, night. They, they lost the game that they had a chance to win because they didn't take advantage of the opportunities. That's what nine, the Niners do to people. When, if you give them opportunities to put you away, they put you away. If they, you give them opportunities to get turnovers, they get them. Opportunities to score, they normally do. That's what happens. You're playing against a good team. You 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 gotta stomp them out when you get a chance because if not, a good team is gonna bite you. That's what happened. They're gonna come in and they're gonna play the way they've been playing. I don't expect to see anything less. So it'll be the Niners and the Cardinals on Sunday. It'll be one oh five kickoff local time. Of course, we'll be here next week to recap it for you. So, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.